Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is adding off. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is Frosted Tips, and this is my husband, Michael Turchin. Oh, thank you for the introduction, Lance Bass. Turkey Turchin. Hey. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Hey, guys. Uh, excited for today because we have a very special episode. We have broken the mold, guys. We have. All right. They do have false Frosted Tips, so it fits the show, but it's our first female. Our first mm -hmm. non-boy bander. What? But it makes sense. It really does because she has had the front row seat to the whole boy band extravaganza. She has True. toured with us on our stadium tour. A huge fan of hers from the very beginning. She was 16 years old. Miss Debbie Gibson. That's right. Yay! The one and only. And she's got stories, folks. Got stories. Many stories. I, I can guarantee you I could do four episodes with this lady. Oh, I'm sure you could. Yeah. I mean, she's good storyteller. Oh, my God. She yeah. has a story for everything. Ah, and what and has she done in her career? Holy moly. Still mm -hmm. has crazy records that have not been broken since she was 17 years old. I know. Holy moly. Uh, but before she gets here, what's little, going on? Let's have a little coffee talk. Let's get a little coffee talk. I am drinking a little coffee Me right too. here. Me too. I'm enjoying um, a nice uh, ice flat white. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Kid update. Yeah. Because you know, I know you love listening to our kids talk, right? Of course they do. <laughs> you like um, it. So, and I'm sure parents out there will uh, know this for sure, but guys, stop buying toys for your kids. Unnecessary. Just stop it because it doesn't matter. The only thing you need is a cardboard box. A cardboard box. Last night, oh our God. kid, we got a delivery and it yes. was just kind of a medium sized box, right? Two of them can sit in it barely. They played with this thing for hours hours the laughter coming the best time i mean they were just peeking out of that box and to, to the point where the box just finally collapsed. collapsed on them and then they were trying rebuilding it like it was <laughs> something else now they might have had a few paper cuts yeah because oh, <laughs> they definitely not, have a lot of paper it's cuts. not the it's 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 yeah not the safest thing but, you know, you need to give them a little, you know. Maybe tape up the sides that are a little sharp. I don't know. But uh, there's got to be a company out there just making, like, toy paper Box boxes for the, kids. For kids to play in. If they're not, someone do it because it's a billion-dollar business. That's right. We copyrighted it. You can't do it now. Nah, take it. We're not going to do anything with yeah, it. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, that is my frosted tip for your parents right now. Just it's get a, a cardboard box. I was the same way as a kid. I remember I was like seven years old and we would, I think, well, you'd get like a, a dishwasher, right? Or, or a, a refrigerator and you'd have the big old refrigerator boxes. My sister and I would play in that thing for hours. It's so fun. Yeah. Loved it. But we also didn't have toys. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. That's where that was our toy. That was our toy. Times were tough in the eighties. Um, all right. This another thing before we get Debbie in here. Um, so both both Turkey and I have a problem. We Well, I think you have the problem. No, but you have one too. Mm. I'm I have a bigger problem. But you okay. also have the problem of seeing an ad on Facebook and and saying, you know what, I need that. Impulse buys. We're impulse buyers. Yes, but you just buy it immediately from seeing it without doing any due diligence. I do a the little product. search. Absolutely not. I do. Absolutely I not. Do. I mean, you're researching turkey, so you really dive in. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'll go and see some reviews. But the problem is, I don't know if I trust reviews. So, Turkey gets a package yesterday, and I swear to God, it's Snail 92, is what it's called. It's. It's mucin 96. It's snail mucin, which is basically like the mucus from a snail. He bought a whole bottle of to put snail on your face. mucus it's to put on your face. Yeah. All right. And I'm like, and I look at the bottle and it looks like a fake label's put on. It's all in Chinese. I'm like, I've bought things from overseas and it is not what they said it was. So I think you got totally screwed He's on this. And I don't know what you're putting on your face. I'm putting um, snail poop on my face and it makes and my face And it's really from beautiful. snail? They really... Take I don't snails? know. It's called snail, but maybe they can are able to make it fakely. Synthetically? I don't know. I don't want to hurt all those snails. All I know. Well, maybe they don't have to kill snails. Maybe they just kind of collect the boogers. Go, yeah, just like run across some mucin. plastic thing, and then they just take that. But anyway, it's supposed to be super hydrating and good for your skin. Anyway, I saw it. it you know what? I bought it on Amazon. I didn't just buy it. Well, from. if it's on Amazon, it must be real. Listen, you, it was on Ulta.com. It was on Macy's.com. Yeah, I'm sure that that company exists, but I guarantee you the bottle that you got no, it's was not. a fake. I got it from Amazon it was like a, from the company. A fake Birkin. Wow. A fake Birkin? You Are you trying to be a Birkin slayer right now? Well, I'm just saying, your if you're going to buy slayer? a Birkin from some unknown site. Well, who? I, it was not an unknown site. It was, it was all in Chinese. It was Amazon. But That's the, the seller company. was all. The, the company is is a Chinese company, Lance. Mm, I'm going to go to Ulta. I'm going to get a bottle there and I'm going to compare them. It has 4.6 rating out of like yeah, 13,000 reviews. Which, by the way, you can buy. Yeah, a lot of them it says verified yeah, Have you ever heard purchase, of those, those troll purchase. farms? Russia troll farms? I Chinese know, that's where I found farms. you. <gasps> wow. You're being a little troll right and now. And on that note, we're going to take a break as I go cry. <laughs> okay, no one wants to hear us talk right now. Let's, <laughs> let's get Debbie Gibson in here. Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie-loving friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. For more than 35 years, Debbie Gibson has been a true pioneer and force in the entertainment industry. Singer, songwriter, producer, musician, actor, entrepreneur, she embodies what it truly means to be an icon, a music prodigy. Gibson burst onto the Billboard pop charts at the age of 16 with a self-penned Only In My Dreams. The original pop princess quickly became the youngest artist ever to write, produce, and perform a number one hit song, Foolish Beat, on the Billboard Hot 100 and entered the Guinness Book of World Records. To date, she is still the youngest female to hold that record. Less than a year later, she did it again with her self-penned and produced hit Lost in Your Eyes, making her to date the sole female artist to have written, produced, and performed two number one songs on the Billboard Hot 100. She also holds the title of the youngest artist to be awarded uh, ASCAP Songwriter of the Year, which is huge. Gibson has sold more than 16 million albums worldwide and released 10 studio albums, five compilations. Debbie Gibson, that is quite the life you have had. Right. I know, I'm excited. Yeah. And you're just getting started. What are you talking about? Listen, every now and again when I'm like, oh my God, I need a nap. Why am I so tired? It's <laughs> because of everything you just said. Because you've been doing it such, I mean, such a young age. I mean, oh, 16 yeah. years old. Um, and I love your origin story here. So you started writing music when you were just a kid. Yes. Um, how, do you remember how old you were when you first pinned your first song? I do. Yeah. I mean, make sure you know your classroom. Make sure you know your seat. I'll help you find your teacher. I hope she looks so sweet. Da, da, da. Make oh sure God. you know your classroom. Make sure you know your seat. I'll help you find your teacher or you'll have to wait in the street. Oh, my God. That was my first song. I had a deep hidden fear of getting kicked out of kindergarten for not knowing where the classroom was, apparently. Uh, yeah. And I wrote about it. Oh, that I have so I have a dream, a nightmare, a recurring nightmare of being in school and not knowing where my classroom is. Oh, yeah. my God. And it happens like, multiple times every a night. week. Almost That's every night. That's so crazy. And yeah. by the way, like, and then having toured in high school... I never remembered where my locker was or what the combination well, was. That's also part of my dream. Was... That's part of my dream. <laughs> yeah. It's part well, of my dream. I get to my like, locker. So I can't open the locker. I don't know the combination. I'm like, I don't know the combination. I don't know where my class is. <laughs> see, that wasn't my dream. That was actually my reality. I was always <laughs> oh. in that attendance lady's <laughs> oh office God. going, can you guys give me my combo again? <laughs> that by is... the way, while you're at it, tell me where it is. Yeah, that is horrifying. But the fun but, uh, thing with his dreams, at least he can fly in them. Yeah, I like, love he might that. be scared, fly but he's flying, which yeah. is kind Pretty of much cool all dreams. Ever. But I'm also in school that. and everything too. That. But yeah, that. so five years old, like it was always like that for me. Like yesterday, I was walking down the street and I literally started singing my thoughts out loud. Mm. Like that's what songwriting is, yeah. and and I've always like I've yeah. always heard thoughts to music mm-hmm. in my head. Well, you're gonna be. I, we brought this up in one of the last episodes with I think Trevor from O Town. Um, we're doing a children's cartoon called Poofu and the Barnyard Band, Ooh. and I want all my pop friends to be the writers of all the, like, the children's songs in the show. So you are yes, 100% please. writing songs for this show. Yes, please. And by the way, like I can pull stuff from my archives where I legit wrote the songs at 12 and 13 because yeah. they really have That's that. Because so yeah. I listen to those sometimes, and I'm like, oh, my God, it really is like that uh-huh. little girl singing for little girls, yeah. you know, and... and, and 
Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, it. All right. Yeah. Well, I have the character for you. Her name's Molly the dog. Mm-hmm. Molly <laughs> the yeah, dog. Molly well, dog. you know I'm a dog fanatic. Right. So well, yes. can she be a dachshund? Uh, we can make her whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, at 12 years old, you won $1,000 in a songwriting contest for a radio station. I come from America. What was that about? And what made you submit it for the contest? Okay, I love this. I love that you brought this up. Um, so my English teacher, who was like also the head of the gifted and creative mm-hmm. program in my um, mm-hmm. junior high, gave me the the thing. He said, you know, here, this, there's this contest, and I thought of you, and it was WOR Radio in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, my God, I have to do this. Well, my dad worked for TWA Airlines for 40 years. So our family, like we never would have been able to afford to take vacations, but we were able to go to a vacation spot a year because we flew standby. So it was really about like all the places I had visited and the melting pot that was America and is America. And like, I may look like I'm from Korea. I may speak like I'm from Africa. I may have an Italian accent, but I come from America. Oh, and it was all the Spanish. Oh my God, I love it. America, ah. America. I was like Latin in my dreams. Um, so anyway, yeah. So my mom, this is when I think like, I always think about my mom unofficially managing me before she managed me. Mm-hmm. The original momager. The original momager. Mm-hmm. She brought that tape. I gave to her on the deadline day because that's how I was last yeah. minute Mary yeah. <laughs> so she brings it into work she was running she was an office manager for surgeons in New York City and she was always using like their supplies and their phones and everything to network for me send out pictures and resumes and call agents mm. and all the things so she's looking at this thing and she's like should I just throw this in the garbage? My freaking daughter, she gives me this on the deadline day and she's not going to, and she believes in me more than anyone, but she's like, this contest is a long shot. Like there's probably people of all ages and da da da. But then she was like, I can't not send it. So she sent it via messenger that I'm sure she didn't, I'm sure the doctors paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't give, we didn't give them any of the thousand dollars though. They didn't need it. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So the call comes and I won first prize and a thousand dollars at 12 years old oh, in like 1981. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's like a payday. I mean, it's a lot of money right now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but that was all like winning a million dollars back yeah. then. I remember my first job, it was $100 a week, and I thought that was so much money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I'd blow through it like every weekend buying beer. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, as like a 15 year old. Sorry, oh, mom. Sorry, God. you have to listen to that. Diane, don't uh, listen. And speaking about Diane, oh, um, I'm double Diane. So sorry. You know, your mom has passed. Yes. Uh, and yeah. um, what a beautiful relationship y'all had. And yes. I feel like she's still. So over everything you do right she now. She is like, I, you know, I. You always hear the stories when people pass, like they're gonna play with the light switches mm-hmm. and they're gonna. It's not like that. Like I'm getting full body chills right now because yeah, she's that. like, I'm yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. She's it's that. And she's right? a presence for sure. She always was a presence, mm-hmm. and she and I were always spiritually connected. Like I would be. I remember there was a day I was in London doing Greece. I lived there for a year, and there was a day she and I both bought the same outfit on the same day. Me in London and her in New York. Yeah. I was like, wow. oh my God, I got this vest. And she's like, uh, I got a vest with the pinstripes today. And I, mm-hmm. oh, it has like a, wait, but it, we were that connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were that connected. She always knew if one of her daughters was up to no good or having an issue, she'd be like, what's wrong? So I just think, well, why would that ever go away? That wasn't tangible, right? Mm-hmm. And definitely this last year since she passed, it's like, I've had some extra mojo, extra stamina. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and this whole the whole mass singer thing coming my way on the anniversary of her passing was right. too much of a coincidence to right. not be a coincidence. Yeah. And it was, you know, uh, the funeral was beautiful. Your speeches and Thank I think it's your you. uncle just cracked me up. My uncle. Oh, my God. I had agents going. I want to sign your uncle. <laughs> I know, it's so great. But it was the yeah. first funeral I went to online because, I mean, just during the covid era, yes. era. And so it was the first time I ever experienced something like that. But it was. You know, it was beautiful to see y'all come together. The, your family is just Thank so you. sweet. So, so Thank sweet. Thank you. We have a great wow. family. And yeah, it was a big snowstorm. So mm-hmm. on top of being the end of COVID and like nobody. So it, we, did, it, we didn't have a bit like a huge. In, it was pretty intimate in person. But people did tune in online. And, and she loved you. Mm-hmm. And you know that her. like we, um, you know, to tell your audience, like Lance has always had my back in so <laughs> many different ways. And you know, my favorite story though is when I did the some of the stadiums with you guys on the mm-hmm. Pop Odyssey tour, yeah. and one of the powers that be, because you know, I was a, I was a support act, and 
even though like, yes, my music came out before yours, I wasn't as relevant as you guys were at that point. So you took me under wing and took me out. And one of the powers that be was like, well, you can't have a piano. You're a track act. And Lance was like, you give her anything she wants. I mean, it's Debbie Gibson. Yeah. Better, I mean, <laughs> give her that piano. Girl, especially a piano. I was like, have I can't not, do not Lost seen? in Your Eyes without <laughs> a piano. Anyway, but now I also realize, like, because I tour and use keyboards, <laughs> that, how much of a big, uh, that was actually a very big ask. And you delivered that for me. You know what? It was a stadium tour, okay? We could afford it. All yeah. Right, we can get you I a mean, damn piano You had, like, stage. bulls flying across oh the stage. God. You can get a piano. <laughs> Well, um, I never forgot it. Amongst um, other ways, you've supported me. Well, we've, so. we, I mean, we always loved you. We have, you know, become friends over the years. And do you remember? I tell the story all the time, but all the time, you know. So I, uh, I own the club Heart in, in West Hollywood, this, uh-huh. this nightclub, which used to be Rage. Uh-huh. And do you remember the night that I took you and Tiffany yes, to Rage? Yes. It was the first time I ever went to a gay yes. club. Oh my god! Okay, so I was with my girlfriend at the time, and then oh, Tiffany yeah. and Devin. It's, Coming in with you on one arm and Tiffany on the other, how did people not know I was gay at that point? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it was just like my coming out that I didn't know was my coming out That's story. hysterical. Um, and the girlfriend just, trailing in the background. Yeah, it's just like, why, why are you why? not touching me here? Uh, but that was like 23 years ago, right? Oh my God. I mean, That's it was so amazing. much fun. And I still, Ron I Davis that. has a picture of that now because he was with us. I want that picture. Oh, I, and he's sending it to me because I'm like, I want that in picture. The club. Yeah, but I'm wearing like a hat, you know, so I'm like really hiding myself. Oh, like, oh, no one probably gosh. had the best time of your life. Uh, I, well, your girlfriend was like, wow, better. Lance, I've never seen you just so at peace and at home in the place. <laughs> she did notice that like some guy was like touching my butt. She's like, why is he touching your butt? I'm like, I don't know. You're like, I don't know, but that's I like what gays it. do, I think. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, but don't let them stop. Like this is their place. But for real, though, like, how hard was that at, for you? I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, but I don't do interviews. So I don't get to ask, but no. like that had to be an immense pressure because you did have such a huge female yeah. fan base that was crushing Well, it on was you hard, and... but at that point, I really was trying to fool myself into thinking like, yes, I knew I was gay, but I also was fooling myself into thinking, no, I'm bisexual. So I'll never, mm-hmm. you know, I'll never act on the gay part of it. You know, I will right. have a, a lady that I love and we're going to get married and have kids and you know, so I dated you know, a couple of girls, and I really thought that's what love was. But until I met my first boyfriend, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. it feels like. Mm-hmm. I'm completely gay now. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we all have our journey for yes, sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little mass Singer because this is fresh off the presses. Uh, very surprising unveil last night. I didn't even know that you were on the show, and I knew I was interviewing you today. I'm like, I didn't Wait a even minute. know I was on the show. I, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, was like trying, I was still trying to process it by uh, the time the mask was coming off. And it's funny, my friends from uh, my friends from high school. We have a, a group text. I'm still really good friends with my high school friends, and they love the mask singer. Too, I love that. And they were guessing that, and they, they were like, "Who is this? Madonna? This has to be Madonna." <laughs> like, I don't know if it's oh Madonna. Yeah, um, just, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. But uh, so okay, That's this like, was a last minute thing for you. Too. Too, right? It was so last minute. Um, yeah, so somebody got COVID, mm-hmm. and but you know they weren't sure. Like they were like, you know, somebody tested negative. We're gonna retest. I mean, positive. We're gonna retest. I mean, so I got the first call uh, when my flight was taking off from Newark to Las Vegas the day before, mm-hmm. and by the time I landed, it was a go. Wow! Oh, wow. And then it was like, all right, well, let me go home, unpack, repack, and the driver who I'd found as like an Uber driver who's now like my personal driver because <laughs> I adopt people. I was like, yeah, I, I, I love finding people like that. Um, I've done that with Postmates. Like, can I have your number? Do you pet it? Right. Uh, but anyway, so, so this guy was like, he overheard us like talking about, I was like, I need to go back on because there was no jet suite X available, mm-hmm. which anybody who flies oh, yeah. Vegas tell it's the best. I was like, I am not getting back on that freaking tram and going back through TSA yeah. to fly 40 minutes. Yeah. He was like, I'll drive you. I'm like, sold. So it got in like 10 p.m. somewhere on the along the drive. We came up with Night Owl. We came up with Fernando. We picked the key. No way. Yeah, I mean, and then I was on set by 8 in the morning. Wow. So how did they build the owl so quickly? Well, I mean, I think they had that Oh, they already head. had. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they had to, like, come up with something in the bird world. Right. <laughs> um, what would you have chosen if you would have been able to start from scratch? It's such a good question. I've thought about it because, like, I had been invited to do the show before, and I'm like, oh, someday I'll do it, and I'll really think about what character. And I was like... 
I I always thought about the teddy bear for my first album, like yeah. maybe something teddy bear related. I was like definitely mm-hmm. something with a black hat. My body remembers album has a green theme, maybe something with that a green obvious, a green though. heart or a green mm-hmm. music. I don't know, like, but it was weird. So I opened my electric youth tour with who loves you, baby, and I would do this like who 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 who. So I just kept thinking <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, this is that perfect. Works. That fits. And uh, then one of the funniest comments of the night was Robin Thicke going, "But is she nocturnal?" And I thought, well, usually I'm an early bird, but I've been touring now a lot last year and this year, so I'm like, I feel way more nocturnal. Okay, mm-hmm. so I was kind of like making it work. But then when you look up owls, there's a lot about like the maternal and the protector mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. the owls are badass and the oh, costume. Yeah. I, I was piecing it together with them from, I was like, I love that bodysuit. And things that just felt like me, like the bodysuit felt like my Liberace piano. It had like the cracked mirrors on it. Mm-hmm. And then like the wings. See, here's the thing. If I were to go, if I were aiming to win, I could not have been doing that costume every week. Yeah. Like I couldn't even lift my arms past right. ninety degrees yeah, because really it must of be the so hard in those costumes. metallic wings. Mm-hmm. I had to like shimmy sideways down the hallway yeah. to get to the stage. I'm just giggling still because it was so much fun. I would. I loved when Hanson did it, and they were the oh uh, my god, the Russian dolls. Yeah, the Russian dolls. Oh my god, I thought that was so because they couldn't move hardly at all. All I could do they is had just no kind of arms. They yeah, were just Russian dolls. They're just so kind of go funny. inside. Each other and then pop out and, and they can just spin. Five, they just troll. and they just spit. But it worked for some reason. Well, it was, it was and so Dick funny. Van Dyke, like they put uh, him in the the gnome, oh, which was like a house. Did you get to meet Dick Van Dyke? I didn't. Oh, he yeah, wasn't you can't there. Meet I, no, you can't meet anyone. Yeah, and he was yeah. there the day before. Oh, the, you know the episode before. But yeah, so. God, I mean, I cried right along with Nicole when I saw him revealed. So. I mean, he's the he's most iconic guy we have right now. He's, what, 98 degrees? 98 degrees. Oh, <laughs> sorry. 97. 97 years. Okay. 97 degrees old. 98 degrees. <laughs> I hope. That's a healthy temperature. He was temperature. 98 degrees in that costume. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. It was hot in there. <laughs> Yes, he's too much on my mind. 97 years young. Yeah. I mean, Good I'm like him. at 97, I hope I can like read an itinerary and show up somewhere. Yeah, right. Like I mean, let my, alone That's my do grandma a is number. currently he's, 97 and she can't get up from her chair in her bedroom. Right. I can imagine performing on he a stage. He sounded great. I mean, I was like, "Oh my god." And but like so many iconic people want to do the show. I mean, even like Howie Mandel, I was like you don't need to be doing that, like yeah. anything. Well, because yeah. people do it for just the love of it. It's, it's just so exactly. fun. It is the it biggest is. show right now. Um, it's kind of like, well, I mean, I guess they still do it, but when Dance with the Stars started, you know, and then it got around to like season three, season four, and people were just so obsessed with yeah. it. And people were just begging to be on that show because everyone knew how, one, it was so hard, but so fun. Uh, and then at the end, you just feel like you can do anything. Right. And you're yeah. just like, wow, I can take over the wall. And I will say, like, with oh, yeah, Masked Singer, when I was in the, like, I'm in the mask, yeah. you know, and you're just like this, like, couple of inches between you and the front of the mask. So you're in this, like, meditative little world of your own. And I was standing there, like, with the, the panelists giving their comments and whatever. And I thought, this is, like, every reason the little girl performer in me ever wanted to be in showbiz. Mm-hmm. I'm in an, an elaborate costume, and I'm, like, nobody knows who I am. I'm playing make-believe, and I had to learn a song really quick. Yeah. And, like, by the way, if you think you know Fernando, just attempt to sing the verse right now. Right, I know. No, it's I could so, never. Yeah. The timing, I was, like, two, three, and da-da-da. Like, I had to write myself a lead sheet. Yeah, that's a difficult yeah. song. But then I was trying to, like, nap in between. Like, my for me, my voice did not sound the best like the verse i was like watching it back cringing because i just hate when i don't sound my like but for where i was the day before and how little sleep i got and like i was like crying and eating pizza the day before not knowing i was going to be singing (laughs) oh and traveling 15 hours but so i was like well for that okay sure but it was more about the energy of it the performance the spontaneity it wasn't like i I was like "Mm, probably not going to produce a grammy award-winning vocal on this on this but but then, like, by winner takes it all, I felt strong and open. And What was the craziest guess they gave for you this season? Who did they say they thought you were that you're like, what? Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. <laughs> and I know why, because my voice was, like, trilly and fluttery at the beginning because yeah. I was so tired. So yeah, yeah. And my I have a very fast vibrato sometimes. It's mm. just like, <laughs> like yeah, it does that trill. And I think I did, like, a night like this. I did, like, a storyteller. But I'm like... Okay, the body type, clearly, that was not Dolly. But that was a good one. 
Um, I love that Ken said Sarah Jessica Parker. I was like, listen, I feel that, and just like that, should have me come on as Sarah's, lo- Carrie Bradshaw's long lost sister. I agree. Uh, I think Don't so. you see it? Yes, yeah, I do. So totally. I was kind of happy. I was like, thank you for that, Ken. No. But yeah, that was probably the funniest guest. So funny. Uh, yeah. I love it. How fun. I've had several friends that are on that uh, show and- they just had such a blast. It, it such really, a blast. really is. They, I mean, there's now two seasons a year. It's so popular, right? Yeah. I think it's two yeah. seasons. Now, now, I, now I wouldn't mind going and doing it in like another country right. where I oh, do yeah. prepare because now I know a little you more should, about because what to it expect. really is in every country. Yeah. Uh, and I, and again, I so many of my friends. Are, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't be saying any of this because it would give away mm. if like you know people then think I'm. <laughs> You know, did you get to tour the world much Japan, back in Tokyo. the 80s? Yeah. Like when you, you know, first released your music, did you do uh, outside America much or did they keep you here in the States? So I did like the one big go around. I did more promo in like Europe, mm-hmm. uh, but I did concerts in the UK, a lot of Asia, like even up to like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of Asia, some South America, Australia. I have not been back to Australia in over 30 years, which I can't believe. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm in the, the beginning of this new chapter that started yeah. a few years ago with the mixtape tour. Mm-hmm. And it's been so incredible for me. And I, you know, we're just like slowly rebuilding my touring story. I say we, my manager, Heather and I were like Thelma and Louise out in the world, just mm-hmm. keeping getting it going again, keeping it going. And um, it's been amazing because like the shows I did last year, I was on stage for like two, two and a half hours a night. Just me. Uh singing dancing but then doing like acoustic taking requests it's just been a really great communing time with my audience like there's it's just a connectedness that i feel that i love yeah your fans are great and you're just a true musician and it just shows thank you everything that you do um the mixtape tour so great uh how did that come about when did you first you know start thinking about that um, that came up. So I was on the set of a Hallmark movie, did, did a couple of Hallmark movies and I was on set and my manager was there and she was like, we got a really fun call today. And then Donnie called and, and talked through the creative with me. And then he was like, and Joe has a question. Cause at that point I was like, of course, sign me up. And then he was like, Joe has a question, but he really wants to call you and ask you, can I give you, give him your number? And I'm like, yeah. So he called and he's like, um, how would you like to share your biggest number one hit with me? <laughs> and I was like, I've never thought of doing that song as a duet, but hello, you're Joey McIntyre. Well, the audience teenager, has got to flip out. As a teenager, it, you must have been a, a fan of New Kids on the Block. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was. How and, weird is that to be like, oh, now I'm like working with someone that I really. Like, yeah. I mean, like of. I was a fan and, and also we had crossed paths enough that we were all like peers. Yeah. But like Joey and I always talk about when we met in the dressing room at Westbury Music Fair. And he's only two years younger than me, but when you are a high school senior, <laughs> like true. me, he <laughs> felt so much younger. Oh, he, yeah. And he was like, oh my God, you were like this cool senior girl. And I had seen you on the American Music Awards with the white piano and all that, right? And, uh, but then when we did Lost in Your Eyes together on the mixtape tour, it was so magical. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't want spoiler alerts, so they didn't know he was going to come walking out. I get weak in a glance. I mean, I joke that grown women were weeping and I was one of them. Yeah. I was at the piano like, <laughs> oh my God. Because he was, it was magical. It was like he was born to give that song a second life a yeah. new chapter and then we did vegas shows yeah, together yeah then you all and... got to collaborate so much more yeah. in the future yeah, yeah and i want to do more i yeah. love it you're a great duo like Thank you're you. great great performers mixtape tour so is are they going to continue it's so that good. they do some... it every two so, years okay. yeah it, i mean yeah. who was on that salt and pepper salt and pepper and naughty new... by nature are pretty much always on and then mm-hmm. they rotate the more like mainstream pop acts mm-hmm. like rick astley did it last year oh, yeah. i love rick oh, yeah, but see, like for you, you're used to the group dynamic. Mm-hmm. I've always been a solo show, unless I'm hired to do like a theater show. Mm-hmm. So I've never had a partner in crime for like it was interesting because yeah. there's, as you know, there's creative negotiating. There's, mm-hmm. but like the the thing I loved about sharing the stage with Joe is that so I can't tell you how many people said to me like. You're doing a Vegas show. I want to write it. I go, what do you mean? You don't, nobody writes what I say on a stage as me. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. And he's to say, we, our banter was off the rails. Cause both of us just say whatever comes to right. our head. And it, it was, it was just, it was really electric and yeah. 
really magical for us. I love that. All right, let's go back to 87. Uh, Only in My Dreams becomes a huge hit song. By the way, 87 is my favorite year ever because I think the best music and the best movies came out in 87. Mm. I really do. Like Mm. every time something comes out, like, oh, that's my favorite. Dirty Dancing was 87, wasn't it? So many many. greats. Yeah. And great people. Um, and of course, I Michael was born, was born in 87. Oh, <laughs> you were, that was a good year for both of us. <laughs> Fantastic year. And like, uh, shoot me now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, so it's a huge hit song, your debut album, uh, Out of the Blue. During all of this, you're still in high school. You're still going back to try to finish high school. To try to remember my locker combo. Yeah, but how, why would you even try to do that? Was, was that like your mom being like, nope, you have to finish no, school? No, that's such a really good question. So I've always just... Like, I always felt kind of freaky and eccentric because showbiz kids typically do. And but I always craved being, quote unquote, normal. Like, I always was like, please don't think I'm weird and different, even though I was totally weird and different. But I wanted to be normal and I never wanted to, you know, get to my 20s and go, oh, my God, I missed out on my childhood. Mm -hmm. So instead, I put myself through this torturous version of what I thought was a normal high school (laughs) experience, but it wasn't. But I could say I was there. Mm -hmm. I could say I was there. I did it. I could say I graduated with my class, and I could say it was anything but normal. Did they they support you, or were there kids that were mean to you? I mean, or, I mean, you're... Debbie Gibson at this point. It's such Did, a are there good fans question. now in the high school? Right. So I like, it's funny, I'm, I'm flashing to being in the owl mask. It's that perspective of I was like sitting back within myself, peering out at everybody acting differently around me for the most part, except the there was like the group of 10, probably the people who were on your text thread, like the mm-hmm. people who are still in my life. They were like, because they, they, they knew how hard I was working behind the scenes to make things happen. And they knew... They just they just didn't see me as different. They mm-hmm. were excited for me. And the ones that keep you down to earth. They keep yes, mm-hmm. and still do. Mm-hmm. Um and so there were but then there were people that I that were too cool for me that suddenly were inviting me to their parties. Then there were people I thought were my friend that just couldn't handle what was going on with me and turned on me. Yeah. You've changed. And you've changed. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, no, you've changed. Mm-hmm. Um and and so I, I very vividly remember this happening because it happened all the time where I would be walking down a hall, and I was in constant fight or flight, like anxiety mode. Mm-hmm. I could feel the nerves in my body, like, uh, because I felt on display. Mm-hmm. And so I was like going, I'm here to be normal. I'm here to be normal. And so I would be turning a corner and I'd hear someone go, only in my dreams. Oh, you think you're so great, whatever. And I would always take a deep breath and turn back around the corner and say, hi, if you have something to say, please say it to my mm-hmm. face. And it gave me a bet. Ba- and I was petrified on the end. I was shaking. Yeah. But I had to stand up for myself. And it's like what happens on social media now where people are they're around that corner mocking you. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's like it trained me for the world now because mm-hmm. and it makes me really feel for young artists, mm-hmm. especially young, I say young, everybody really. Nobody wants that much unsolicited feedback. Right. right. Like people oh. get on social media, but mm-hmm. especially young people. And I'm going to say especially young girls. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can, who like, already have yeah, you can't so get away many, from it. Now. There's so, yeah. so many cruel people out there, but something about teenagers can be really cruel. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's super cool. Oh, it's so bad. And people mm-hmm. don't know. And by the way, I've gone to my reunions. I went to my last reunion whenever it was. What year is this? What year? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> four years ago and everyone grew up mm-hmm. and everyone was lovely to me yeah. and everyone was like i've been rooting for you i always mm-hmm. follow you and root for you and like so yeah, mature <laughs> people have matured and they have mm-hmm. their lives and and the thing is now they're happy so like my sister michelle like used to like you know i think she said it to me even recently like I wouldn't want your life. But like at some point in childhood, maybe she did or people think mm-hmm. they want your life. Mm-hmm. And then when they see the level of commitment and the level mm-hmm. of insanity, yeah, they're, like, Thank <laughs> God. they're like, oh, yeah, I'm good being a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. You're good being showbiz. Mm-hmm. I'm good being, you know, whatever they're doing in their, you know, their world, their career. So, yeah, people grow out of that. Yeah. All right, let's take a little break right here. When we come back, we got to talk about feuds because you went through something that I also went through too. <laughs> we'll get to that right after <laughs> <Yes>. this. <laughs> hey, LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. 
After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glimpse behind the scenes at World Famous Studio Tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. All right, so oh, few yes. time. The whole Backstreet NSYNC thing, right? It's, you know, kind of fun. It keeps you, you know, motivated to be better. But, you know, it was kind of manufactured. Fabricated, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's manufactured, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it did keep us apart. We never really saw the guys. And, yeah, we would be very competitive, uh, which made us better, like I said. But you kind of had this thing also with Tiffany. Uh, just because two young girls come out at, you know, like same time. They kind of put this feud between you guys. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever feed into that or like did that ever affect you at such a young age? Um, I real I just was like similarly to the those high school experiences. I was just like, why are people trying to be mean and why are people trying to make me be mean to another girl? And do you think it was like record label that was trying to do this, too? I think it's a publicity machine. Yeah, right. You know, mm -hmm. it was like everyone loves a good competition. So like teen magazines loved the oh, do you like yes. better? Yes or no. They yeah. like polls. And right? it, builds, polls. it really does build these <laughs> yeah. fandoms out there. It does. Like Britney Christina. People are like, yeah. I was always team Street, Debbie. Yeah. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you're not making me feel good by saying you were anti my friend yeah, Tiffany. Right? Like, yeah. and by the way, this was the other confusing thing. I'm like, you can own multiple records and like multiple <laughs> songs. Why are we picking? You could love a hundred artists. You could love a, a million artists. And one gets to be number one every single week of the year. Yeah, Like there's room for all of us. Yeah. That's how I always felt. And I always felt like she and I were so different. Like we had different roots, different yeah, we're, musical yeah. roots. Mm -hmm. um, and we did play it out though in our 
oh, hit yeah. sci-fi I, oh, movie. Oh, I, I remember that. Mega Python versus Gatoroid, where yeah. we did a like dynasty-esque food fight. I remember you getting a fight. Yeah, we do a big yes. food fight scene, and we were under a table having like just thrown pies at each yeah. other, so, like, uh, in hot dresses, giggling. Mm. We were just like. Oh my God, this is so because people were always like, "We want you to collaborate." Uh-huh. No, we didn't collaborate on a song. We we're we were like, yeah, other. we were like, let's just do the most insane, kitschy <laughs> yes. thing we could possibly it do. Was that the first time they would actually, you know, hung out? I mean, that was like probably the most time we'd spent together. And then we did. I think it was after that we did a tour together, mm-hmm. and we're kind of like the sisters who know how different they are. Yeah. So we'll get together. And we'll be like, you know, we can bond and connect. And then we'll be like, okay, you're going about your life now. And I'm going yeah. about my life. And we're super different, but we y'all can are connect. very different. Like, I mean, yeah. your personality is everything about you. It's like, but yeah. I can see this sisterhood. We have a sisterhood. Yeah. We mm-hmm. do. We support one another. That's and great. yeah, I just always remember too, like my mom being protective over her. Because my mom was like, oh my God, I hate that there's this young girl on the road without a female with her. Yeah. She was always very like bothered by that. Yeah. And so if she would, I remember being in the UK and Tiffany wasn't feeling well. I remember my mom really, I'm literally going to cry. But I remember my mom literally putting her arm around her saying like, if you need anything, I'm here. She was everyone's mom. She She felt that way. She really did. Yeah. Yeah. And she's the mother of four girls. So to see a girl by herself, a year younger than me (laughs) in a foreign country without a female figure with her was like hard for her to watch. Yeah. Um, and speaking of your mom, and she was very instrumental in fighting for you to produce your own music mm-hmm. right from the beginning and yep. writing that. How important was that for you as a new artist? And were you even thinking about that at such a young age? I mean, it was important for me, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to go back to that song you mentioned, I Come From America, from the radio contest. Mm-hmm. Because Celine Dion was big in Canada. There were these these record company people in Canada that flew me and my mom out and wanted to record I Come From America, but in a different style. Not it went from like a samba tune <laughs> uh-huh. to Maneater. It was oh. like, dun, 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 I come from America. I come, I come. From, and I was like, I walk into the studio and I'm like, what is this song? Because my songwriter heart was like, I come from America is not a hit radio song. Yeah. It's a samba salsa song that won a radio contest. Yeah. And I always said as a producer, serve the song. Mm-hmm. You don't try to make it something it's not. Yeah. It, it It's weird to me. Mm-hmm. And so I always had a vision for what I wanted something to sound like. And so she was protecting that vision, mm-hmm. which was so amazing to me. I mean, to have that musicality at such a it took me years in the studio to really understand how to produce a song. And just by living it, I mean, and being just so new right out of the gate and you just already knew exactly how a song should be presented. I could hear, I still do, I hear arrangements, I hear string lines, Mm -hmm. I hear, so it's a matter of like just getting them out and communicating them to whether you're working with a string arranger or the horn section or the programmer. So I was very empowered by realizing like all is, is that it's communicating to people what you're hearing in your head. And by the way, you don't even need to be a musician. If you can kind of hum the vague melody, then the arranger can take that and go, oh, this, and you can go, no, make that note go up more. So like, I like to take the mystery out of it for people to empower them to say like, if you're an artist and and you hear something in your head, try to find people who are going to support that and not go, well, you can't do that because you didn't go to Berkeley. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's plenty of people in their garages right now proving that theory wrong. Well, and records are meant to be beaten, right? And you still hold the record two times over, the youngest person (laughs) to write, produce, everything, uh, a number one song uh, on the Billboard charts. Mm Are you surprised that that record hasn't been broken because of all this young talent that people are being trained now at three years old? I know. I know. Yeah, I'm the youngest female still. Mm -hmm. Soldier Boy became the youngest male, but I feel like our birthdays were like a couple of months apart. Um, You know, was it Kissy Through the Phone or whatever, Mm -hmm. which was great. And I think he like really did that record in his garage by himself and all that. And it was a great record. Um, And yeah, so like being the youngest female, and of course we have our 
Taylor Swift's who started mm-hmm. super young mm-hmm. and, and, and our Billie Eilish is Rodrigo, Billie Eilish. But yeah. yeah, the doing it by itself, like here's the thing. So I remember having a meeting with a publishing company because I was like, I want to write for other people. And they're like, here's the truth. <laughs> people don't like it's so weirdly hard for people to accept that people can write a song by themselves anymore. Yeah. Like it happens in country. Like, I'm sure Richard Marx is still doing it, oh, but yeah. like very few I people know. do it. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of almost brainwashed people. The system has told people like, you, you need to have 12 people in yeah, the room to write a song. 20 it's, it's like Frankenstein <laughs> songs now. It's weird. And it's kind of unfair because if, you know, these three people, you're just on the beaver. So you're doing this course over here. And then they, they bring like the best of the best of just those little elements of the song. I'm like, well, that's cheating. No, listen, I wrote <laughs> like cheating. I wrote a scene in my Hallmark movie mm-hmm. about this because yeah. I play this like the pop star falling on hard times, teaching music to kids. And I'm telling the kids, oh, yeah, the girl walking by delivering coffee goes, hey. And they're like, yep, you're a writer on the song. Mm-hmm. We're using it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. so but the top to bottom melody chord sitting at a piano in the room by yourself thing is like more rare than I ever thought. And I, listen, my ego loves holding this record. I get to hear the voice of God before my concerts, the youngest female in music <laughs> history. And I'm like, somebody please break my record. I keep saying I want to do a show called, come on, let's produce a call, break my record. Yeah. I would love to oh. mentor the next little girl that's, that's great idea, gonna actually. break that record that's, because mm. You know, I'm good. I'm good handing off. I'm good yeah, passing we're that We're going to talk about that after the break. <laughs> <laughs> you have my number. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Sorry. I mean, I could talk to you for like 50 hours. So me I'm not too. Me too. too we'll do a part two. Uh, yeah, we do need to. Um, but I do have some questions from fans out there that I need Ooh, to ask yeah. you. All right. So uh, this is from Darling Nikki. Do you have a favorite song you wrote, but another artist recorded? Oh, so I remember writing a song. You're saying like, has another artist recorded one of my mm-hmm. songs? Yeah. So there's been a few that, um, uh, like there's an artist named Anna who was on Columbia years ago, Latin artist. Uh, and I wrote a few for her that I really loved. There was a song called Friendly. I don't want to be a lover. Don't want to be just friends. Rules were meant to break. Rules were meant to bend. I'm like, I haven't thought of this song in 30 years. But it's crazy how you can recall this. And you can't be as completely. Let's just, let's not take it slowly. Let's be friendly. Friendly. It's called Friendly. (laughs) Um, That was a fun one. Um, Oh, my God. I wrote a song for the group The Party on remember uh, that Mickey group Mouse The Party yes. called yeah. Ton of Bricks Chase which was and Damon and su- Tiffany yeah, Damon sang lead mm-hmm. on my song yeah. I loved working with them yeah. Um, so yeah there's there's a, there's several that I've written there's a, an artist named Joe Beth Taylor in Australia that I wrote for uh, so, some of her songs that I really loved so yeah, yeah. Uh, do you still remember the choreography for Electric Youth Video this is from Amy Tribes I love that, Amy Tribes. I do, and I do a lot of the original choreography on tour still. Mm-hmm. Like, I do a mashup with the song Feel It Still and Electric Youth. So it's like, dun, 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 dun. You know, it's like the, uh, ooh, I'm a rebel, just a kick now. Mm-hmm. We do a mashup, but then we go into, like, the full-blown chorus of Electric Youth, and we do the OG. How fun. But it took me, like, a week to learn that choreography from Barry Lather, the choreographer. Like, the dancers aren't in a day, but I'm a slow choreography learner. That's a fun fact. I'm not as type A as he thinks. All right. So give us some frosty tips. By the way, you're our first non-boy bander you on the show. Yes. We're you're our, first you're, you're our first extra frosting okay, on the show. Okay. Do you know you what I love about this so much? Female. I'm feeling a universe message coming to me because I've always wanted to make Rosemary Clooney's biography girl singer into a movie because rosemary clooney Uh was the only girl invited to hang out with the rat pack yes she was yeah and i'm that girl i feel like i'm that girl you're the new rosemary clooney (laughs) i'm that like you know and you have a very similar career with the the acting and the music it started at 16 she was on the road with her sister Mm. i mean it is she did have a big dramatic meltdown yeah. Like later in her life, which oh, I, I by story. the way, I also understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yours is coming, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure mine's coming, say, but you, you still know, have maybe, time. I'll, maybe yeah. I'll just play that out in the Rosemary Clooney yeah. movie. And <laughs> I tend to like, so when I feel that breakdown moment coming on, I tend to retreat. Mm-hmm. I go, oh God, I'm about to fall apart. Yeah. Get me, get me away from my yeah. phone and um, posting right. things. <laughs> Before we let uh-huh. you go, we need to know what you're binging, watching, listening to right now. Give us some tips out there of what we should be binging on TV right now. 
Oh, my God. Well, the mass Singer, obviously. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay, this is a fun one, and this is not recent, but I watched all 13 episodes of the Spanish telenovela Cable Girls. Oh, I've heard about that. With Everyone the English it. dubbing. Yeah. Like, voice artists are amazing. Like, yeah. they did an amazing job. <laughs> so I'm going to just suggest if you really want to go deep. Okay. And, like, That's a good okay, tip. Good, it's, yeah. all, it's, a, it's an investment. And mm. then I recently watched the movie The Wife. Um, with Glenn Glenn Close and Jonathan Price, yeah, and I was like, "This is one of the most phenomenally written and acted movies I've ever seen in my life." Can do no wrong. And musically, Blessing Offer. Yes, his real first name is Blessing. It's Mm -hmm. O F F O R. I can't remember how or where I heard him, but I actually had a phone conversation with the, him the other day because I DM'd him and I'm like, I'm obsessed with you. No way. That's and a brand I'm going to like go to yeah. Nashville and work with him. He's like in the Christian lane, but he's much, he's beyond. Yeah. He's like a real storyteller, soul singer, mm-hmm. um, pianist, songwriter. Yeah. Do you get to Nashville a lot? Because that's like the writing capital of the I know, world. I don't, but I'm really due yeah. for a trip there. But Blessing's going to be mm-hmm. the one to bring me back there to nice. write. Nice. I'm I, actually going this I'm weekend. Inspired. Oh, my God, yeah. how fun. Going to the Grand Ole Opry. It's going to be so much how fun. How fun. I know. Uh, well, my love, it has been so great yeah. to catch this up with you. This has been amazing Always seeing a you both. I know. We love having you. Like I said, you Thank are our you. first honorary member of the not-so-secret boy band society. Exactly. You I broke another record. record. We'll be in the mail. She broke a record. First uh, female on the... On Frosted Tips. Oh my god! Add that to your. This bio. might not make the Guinness and Book of World Records. I, I Record actually like do have Frosted Tips. Yes, though, you do. So <laughs> she came prepared, and people. And some breakage from recently getting it done too many okay. times. I so there it. you go. Well, congratulations on all your continued success. Thank uh, you. Like you said, I do feel like a whole new chapter is starting for you, and I cannot wait to see what you're doing in the future. Yeah. Congratulations on Mass Singer. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see you uh, do the Rosemary Clooney movie because that needs to happen. That needs yeah. to happen. Yeah. And I need to do Momager and play my mother. Yes. That's my, like other, that. that's oh, my so big, good. big like... Uh-huh. I want to win an Oscar on behalf of yeah. my mother because she was a powerhouse and I was there, so I can play well, her. You're so creative, you can make it happen. It's it's like a big, it's like there's like a five year plan happening mm-hmm. for all the ideas churning, but yeah. too many ideas. But why not? That's the problem. You know, but who hey, cares? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going. I'm rolling. All right, my love. Thank you. So, how can I everyone stay you. in touch with you out there? Um, oh, at Debbie Gibson everywhere on social media and DebbieGibsonOfficial.com. See if my the body remembers Encore Tour is coming to a city near you. Ooh. And uh, if not, just hop a flight because right. it's a great time. But, exactly. Um, it's worth it. It is worth it. All right. Love We're you gonna so much. We're going to get you out there. Okay. Love right. you too. Bye. Bye. Ah, Miss Debbie Gibson. What a great woman. What a treat. She is. And she was glowing. She probably used uh, snail boogers oh, on her face. That, well, I mean, she does look amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, she looks like she's in her 20s. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So she might She might have, uh, like the Fountain of Youth might be snail juice. Yeah, snail boogers. We, have, we missed Mucus. an opportunity to see if she knew all about that. I know. We forgot to ask her. And then she gets real upset like, how did you, how did you, you, know? you, you know my secret now? Gonna, I'm sure I she's, sleep with snails on my face. Yeah, she's going to write the jingle for the, for the product, <laughs> make it more legit. She's writing. I fr- totally forgot about how she's such a great writer, especially yeah. as a kid. She's perfect for Poo This whole show is going to be written by all of our guests on this show. I kind of really liked her America song. I know. It was catchy. I know. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all the show I have for you today. Thanks so much for listening to our very special extra frosting episode. Um, and yeah, I don't know who's on the next show, but we'll see. It's going to be a surprise. Well, it won't be such a surprise because we're going to announce it on our Instagram account, which you can follow, uh, Frosted Tips with Lance. And then, of course, uh, what's your Michael Turchin art? Wow. Yeah, that's you, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, you had to think about it a little too I did. hard. I've had a little bit too much coffee, I have to say. Okay. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Enough. All right. Be good to each other. Don't drink and drive out there. And remember, stay frosted. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Frosted Tips with Lance. And Michael Turchin Art. And at Lance Bass for all your pop culture needs. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. Six if you can. See you next time. Hey, L.A., Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real L.A. gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. 
the iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is signing off. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.